You are listening to the People-Centric Podcast, where we talk through the toughest challenges that people face at work and give practical advice to fixing those challenges. Thanks for joining our movement to create workplaces that are happier, healthier, aligned, and empowered by putting people at the center of all that we do. Hey, people-centric leaders. We are very excited about this episode because if you are listening to this when it comes out, it's around Valentine's Day. It's around Valentine's Day. So we all, as we talked about this episode and like, what do we want to do? We've done several episodes on like love and like, how is it that, how does that play at work? Diana's making a face right now. I don't know why you're, why are you making a face of when I said that? I don't think we've done an episode about love. Ew. Not the way maybe I said it directly. (laughs) (laughs) This episode is about, we're going to slow it down a little bit on the people centric podcast and bring this back to Nope, nope. Grab okay, yourselves a glass of wine and light a candle and let's do this. <laughs> no, nope, no. We're taking requests on the people centric hotline right now. Uh, and here's a little air supply. Uh, give a shout out to no. Okay, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. Uh, but what we are going to talk a little bit about is something that has come up a lot. And we see this an awful lot in the companies that we work with is this idea of relationships at work. So I'm a big fan of the best movie ever created, uh, Matt, which is what? Greatest movie ever. Oh, man. I was going to agree or disagree with what you were going to say, and then you threw it to me. Are you going to what are you going to say? Top Gun? What are you going to say? Dumb and Dumber? Dumb and Dumber is also very good. But The Godfather (laughs) is clearly. Oh, Godfather. Okay. Say Joe versus the volcano. Oh, yeah. You do like that one. I was going to say, please don't say Dumb and Dumber. As the best movie ever. You can't comment on movies you still haven't seen, so even good. though it's been out Why? for 35 Why? years, <laughs> Bethany. Uh, forget it. Forget it. Yeah. <laughs> Bethany's calling in, if you can tell. She's on the road and she wanted to make sure she got her dumb and dumber shot in, even though she's never seen the movie. It's Bethany's birthday it. today, too. So happy, happy birthday, birthday Bethany. Have to be nice to her. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Be nice to me. <laughs> Yeah. So the question is, is like, what? So anyway, the Godfather, they often talk about like, it's not business, it's personal. It's not personal, it's business. Like, it's just what we do. And the whole theme of that movie is really around like a son who is like, I want to live the separate life. I have these other dreams, but do I get sucked into this business and this? And can I separate the personal side from the business side and all of that kind of thing? And in the old days, we used to say, yes, like, we'll keep it separate. You don't have to have friends at work. We can separate that. We don't have to get to know each other. If you're a manager, I don't need to get into my people's business. I don't need to know all about your personal life. I don't need to know all that stuff because that's just stuff that's personal. And let's keep that separated. Glorious days where you didn't have to do that. You didn't have to do that. You just talked to people. And you all I needed to do is say, good morning. Hello. Would you like some coffee? Have you didn't even have to do that. You didn't even just, have to do that. Just get to work, please. Just totally. start doing your job. Just do your job, please. Do Work harder now. Work faster. So, or do we need to like ask people like, how are you? What are you doing today? Hey, you're struggling with these things. What responsibilities do we have in terms of forming relationships with each other at work? And does that impact a team? How does that look? So we're going to talk a little bit about that. It's going to be a very special Valentine's Day episode is what role does relationships play in the workplace? Are they important? 
Uh, hints, yes, they are. But like, what does that look like? Uh, and so I, I, did I blow the ending by saying that? Hint, yes, they're important. No, I think if you're listening to the people-centric podcast, you probably have picked up that like, <laughs> we're about the relationships, we're about the people, we're about the kindness and the caring. So I think maybe they they had an inkling that the answer was going to be yes, it's important. We were joking beforehand. Thank you, Diana. That's Diana Royalty, by the way, Hi. from our team. We were joking around a little bit beforehand, and I, you know, is our relationships important? And I jumped in and I said, uh, no, relationships aren't important. Just acting like you're caring about people is important. As long as you are faking it really well, it works well. So like Matt, so like when we travel together and you're telling these stories and I'm smiling and nodding at you, does it look authentic to you? Uh, not only does it look authentic, Don, but it, it it feels authentic too. Conversations with you is like a like a warm hug, especially in uh, Des Moines last week. I needed that, you know, snow all over the place. That conversation conversation was like a cup of hot cocoa. That's what I needed at that time. <laughs> it's like a little a little mint and a peanut butter cookie. It just gives it a little <laughs> something. Dash of mint so, and a peanut butter cookie. What? Something unexpected. Something yeah. unexpected. Yeah, that's a little bit of an insider story. Matt made cookies at home, and Matt is not really a detail guy and didn't notice that the mint and the vanilla come from a very similar container. Who keeps those things side by side? That's what I want to know. I just reached up there and grabbed it, and it was not the right thing. It was not, but I ate the cookies. Delicious. <laughs> a little mint peanut butter for this time of year. It's delicious. Did you make the cookies? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I made the cookies. I made the cookies. I was frustrated that my wife was not making the cookies for me, but I ended up making <laughs> making making the cookies. I kid. My well, wife's a fantastic cook. She's she's an amazing baker. You guys know that. Uh, and uh, this is what happens when Matt takes over. Uh, accidentally grabbed the mint instead of the vanilla, and so and mint is very powerful for the people who are listening that, that didn't know that mint is a very strong, <laughs> it's a very strong flavor. That's absolutely true. And also Matt's wife, Rianne, who's also on our team, edits this podcast. And I have a feeling she's going to edit Matt after she's done editing the podcast. I think that's going to all come together is my guess. So we also have you here, Bethany, joining us here on the road. She's coming to us. She's being safe and all the things, but she wanted to jump into the podcast to make sure she's yeah. participating in everything. And today is her birthday. Happy birthday, Bethany. Thanks. We know it's Bethany's birthday. So is it important for us, okay. Bethany? So like, you know, let's jump in with this, this topic here, because it's your birthday today. You're, you're yeah. coming to work and you're still working. Like what impact does mm -hmm. it have on you? Is it important for us to even know your birthday? Like to acknowledge your birthday? Like, how do you feel today? Us having already told you happy birthday and acknowledging your birthday? Oh yeah. It feels good. Yeah. Because it would feel so sad if I went to work or got on a call and it was, and people just you know, acted like it was a normal day because it is for you guys, but it's not for me. And I appreciate you acknowledging that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now Diana's birthday is right after the day before Christmas, Christmas Eve. Yeah, it so is. We, we regularly ignore Diana's birthday. Unfortunately. <laughs> it's true, but you know what? It's been like that since I was a kid. So like, I don't notice it anymore. It's fine. Yeah. So if you, if you wonder if that has an effect on people, anyone who's a regular listener to the podcast, I just want to compare Bethany, whose birthday is regularly acknowledged to Diana, whose birthday is not regularly acknowledged and see if you can see, see if you can pick up a difference in personality there. Are you saying that Bethany is kind and sweet and warm and just frankly a gem and I'm just like not any of those things? 
wow, you came to that conclusion very quickly. I didn't say any of those things. I didn't have to. I feel like it was implied. I feel like that was implied. I feel like the listeners know all these things that are happening. So yeah, I think that's what's out there. So let's jump, let's jump into the topic here. We've been, we've been goofing around. I know, I know the, the listeners love this, love this part of our, of our uh, podcast of just our banter back and forth. At least that's what they tell us. That's what I get in the fan mail and all the things. But uh, so, for, I mean, let's just jump right into it. Is our relationships powerful at work? And then like a little bit about what, well, then let's talk a little bit about like what the line is. Like, what are we talking about when we say like a relationship? So first of all, what role does relationships play in the workplace? Well, I'll be honest and say that like, I, for a long time was one of those people that was like, you separate these things, right? You separate yourself. You disassociate when you go to work, you go to work and you do work, right? It's, you don't need to care about the people around you. You don't need to know them. You just tell me what you need from me and I will do it. I still actually like to function that way. Um, but I have learned that it is not really a sustainable way to function. And it's, you get more out of life and work when you go and enjoy the people that are around you. And the only way to get to do that is to get to know them. So I do think it's really important, even though it takes intent and is difficult. It's, it's important. I think it is important. Yeah. Does anybody on our team disagree with that? I think nobody will be surprised that people centric is like, yes, the relationships are good. Um, no, everybody's nodding their heads. Okay, that's good. That's a it's a podcast, folks. They cannot hear you when you nod your head. Everybody just they can nods. see us on YouTube, though, Don. We're on YouTube. Absolutely. If you watch yeah. us on YouTube, you can see us nodding our head. If you're listening to that, it's it's a just dead silence, dead air that they just picked up for a second as everybody nodded. But yeah, so it's important. But like, how do you? So what kind of relationships are we talking about? First of all, are we talking about like okay, we all have to become best friends and we have to get into each other's lives all deeply? Like, what? So let's talk a little bit about like if you're first coming into a new team, what you might be looking for in terms of relationships with the people around you. Uh, and let's start with the coworkers discussion. Um. It, Gosh, there are so many different lanes that you can go here too. Uh, there's so many different ways because you just mentioned something there too. So you're inviting somebody new into the team. Typically on the team, there's there's a, a a common a common goal that this team is moving towards. This is why people call us and and they want to infuse a team builder with the team to create the relationships, to manufacture the relationships, and and they to manufacture the collaboration. And so they call somebody like us, and we do a team builder to learn who the people are on the team and then how they interact together, and then hopefully that creates a better working experience and now they're not just because you know the end goal is not so everybody likes each other the end goal is so that you're more efficient and you're more productive towards the scope and the strategy that you're trying to accomplish there too um, i think this becomes um maybe i, I mean I, I think this is a good a good topic for for us right now too because even though we are a small company we're a small uh team um you know we have very we have different roles like my my job on the outside does not intersect with Philip and Stephanie and Bethany a whole lot for that matter, right? Uh, my old role did, my new role does not. And so you're kind of on the outside looking in, doesn't necessarily bother me that it, they don't intersect. We just have we just have two different things that we're striving for, even though those two different things that we're striving for ultimately lead to the common goal of the, of the organization or of, of the business. And so how important is the relationship, you know, uh, or, or collaboration in that, in that moment um, for competing, you know, how hard do you, if I'm a manager and managers listening, like uh, how hard do I need to try to bring 
different people together to build a relationship? Like, is it that, is it that important uh, that we're talking about? I need to, I need to create, dang it, experiences for these people to collaborate and get along for crying out loud. Uh, or do I need to force that participation uh, or not? Especially if they have different roles where they don't normally intersect a whole lot anyway. That's, I think that's a great point. I like your example that you put out there. So like on our team, like Matt is often out there doing, you know, he's speaking at conferences, he's talking, he's also talking to potential clients coming in. So if you think about it, like, let's focus here on like Matt and Bethany specifically, and then Matt, or then Bethany leads the engagement team that then takes on the client. So there is a handoff in terms of the clients that are out there. So if there was no relationship between the two of you, then it could be like, let's say the handoff didn't go so slick or we didn't scope a project very well. So then Bethany takes it over and then it could become that they word starts to pop in on the team that we hear sometimes with clients is, oh, they didn't scope that very well. They didn't give, they keep throwing us stuff. They don't talk to them. They don't set us up for success. And then you don't get to be able to talk with each other, even though you don't get to work together. And we see that with teams a lot. And we talk about like, we've got to create a place for those interactions to happen, to break down those silos inside the team. Um, so then what does that relationship look like? How do we do that? How do we build that? Well, I don't know if this is directly answering that question, but I, I mean, I think that whenever we're creating those, <clears throat> those regular places, spaces for communication, <laughs> then it just like, it just, I think you create friendships naturally. I think that's not always the goal, right? At work, we're, we're never like saying you have to be friends with the people that you work with but I think that having those places um regularly like so for our team we always have our you know weekly meeting on Monday morning or for you know whenever we're getting a new client internally we have a we have a meeting set up where places for communication so that I can ask questions about the the new clients that Matt's been talking to and things like that um and I know we've installed that throughout different places in our organization where one team is going to intersect with another team um, to get that information. And I think, and I was just thinking about this um, with the big picture of the conversation of, you know, I don't think that we would be, we're not the kind of like company consultants that would say, okay, we're here to talk about your culture and your culture is how much fun stuff you guys do together and how many cool like activities you plan a month. And, you know, you hear about culture clubs at different organizations like that. And that's not really what, what we believe contributes to a high performing culture. So whenever you have these kinds of meetings in place and you are with your coworkers and you're collaborating together and you're doing all these things, I think you build some natural camaraderie in that. And it makes you maybe want to hang out with those people more. Um, and which is, I mean, it, you would see that on our team of like, we don't, we do plan fun things to do together, but it's usually just because we're kind of like, man, we want to, we like to be together um, because we've spent time doing work with each other too. So I hope that answered your question, but then I added a little more, I think. <laughs> no, I like that. I think that's a really good point to make is that you have to be careful not to force the relationships. You create places where we work together and we get to talk to each other. And if you get to collaborate on something, then you're communicating and you're working and you're building trust with each other. And trust comes with, I was looking up of John Hopkins list 12 elements of a healthy relationship. And I think it's kind of interesting because a lot of the things you just mentioned, Bethany, like you checked several of those things off. It's like you're working together, you're building trust, which I think trust is always built through conflict. 
uh, I don't, it's easy to trust each other when you're working together and everything's fine. Like that's that real trust. Real trust is when it doesn't go well and the team overcomes that. Right. So, so you're creating that a little bit, but then you can't just say, okay, I want our team to be all best friends together. So we're all going to go off and we're all going to do this activity together either. Although those activities have a place, like we've worked with a, with the company we just a few weeks ago, um, Stephanie and I were out in Arizona with a company and they did a big retreat and they pulled their whole team together and they have a remote workforce. So a lot of them are working apart from each other and they pulled them together. Now they did strategic planning. We spent most of the time that we were there thinking about the future and what we we're going to do and what things are, could we do better? But they also spent some time like playing mini golf and we painted some flower pots and we hung around outside by the fire and did things like that. And it, you could see like the people getting to know each other through that process and setting up relationships that I think they're going to use later throughout the year because they did it in a spot where it's not conflict. You know, it's not like, okay, well, you and I have to get together better because we're fighting already. It's a space. It's, it's the old saying of like, you, you need to dig your well before you need the water. You know, so it's like you could see relationships forming between people on the team that they're going to then take out for a spin. Um, but so let, let's talk about something else. There's another element on here that I think is interesting from the John Hopkins thing is boundaries. Uh, is a piece that's really important for uh, relationships at work. So what are the boundaries that are taking? Is it okay to have friends at work? I mean, I think we're all friends. I know that's weird. <laughs> I know that's yeah. weird, but I think we're all friends, right? Like we've all worked together a long time. We've built those relationships. I can tell when you're sad. I can tell when you're happy. I, I know what's happening in your life. Um, I've been to several of your houses like i i think we're all friends so i don't know if if it's necessary to be friends but i think it's necessary to be friendly at least yeah i like the one of the things that the next content the next piece under boundaries on the john hopkins site is consent which i think those two things in my mind go together really well the boundaries and the consent so it's not like if you join people centric we say you have to become friends with everybody on our team no, like you have to do that. We have a channel on our teams called the water cooler. And when you come in, like you'll notice like that water cooler is almost not constantly running. It's not people are always on it, but people will populate stuff just about any time during the week. Often on the weekends, sometimes people will be on vacation and they'll post a picture. Hey, I'm on vacation, everybody. And I'm posting stuff up there. And I remember like when Philip joined our team, Mr. Bay's not on the call, but when he joined the team, he asked me about that water cooler channel. And he said, you know, is there an expectation for me to participate and jump into and watch that water cooler channel at all times? Because I've kind of traditionally, like I've kind of unplugged from work and stuff. And we said, no, no, absolutely not. There is no expectation. Like it's something that if you want to jump on there and you can get involved, you can get involved in it. But it becomes very non-relationshipy if you suddenly you said like, I would like everyone to post at least three times a week on the water cooler channel. That, that, that's not how you become friends. Like, yeah, I need you to do these five things to become my friend. I need you and to I make will cookies say, for me. Yeah, that Philip did post pictures of his vacation while he was on vacation, like him skiing. I think he was literally on a mountain and posted pictures. So like he, he likes the water cooler, but I, and it's I, not out of spite. It's not out of spite when we share vacation pictures. With each yeah. Other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not most of the time. Most of the time. No. Yeah. There was a little bit of look where yeah. I'm at. Look how cool this is. But yeah, it was sure, fun. Sure, sure, sure. Well, and I think it's hard to, yeah, we don't have any expectations around the water cooler, but because I think it's so us just naturally like enjoying each other, 
it's hard to not be on there sometimes. I think you want to be a part of the conversation. <laughs> so what I'm saying is we're really fun to talk to all of us. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that is that is very true. Yeah, we we do like each other, which is kind of cool. But on the other side, now let me think bigger picture, even beyond our team. It's hard to talk about it within your own team. Side note, as I'm thinking about this topic, it's a little bit like it's easy to talk about this part of it. But let's talk about the other part of this now, because if I am a manager or an owner, which I literally am, um, I think, OK, I'm friends with all of you. But at some point I may have to fire somebody or I may have to hold somebody accountable or I may have to have a difficult conversation. And then the friendship thing gets can get kind of weird. And we've worked with clients who have people who are like, wow, we are like best friends in this space. And then you're not doing your job or something's happening bad. And then things get a little bit wonky. Like, let's talk about like, how do you manage that? How do you manage the walkie walkiness whenever the work stuff collides with the personal side? I think he, I think even worse uh, than the best friend relationship is the family. They're literally family. And so they let bad behavior go on for much longer than they would for somebody who's not even just a friend, but some just a just in, uh, an employee there too. And so I think there, I think there's always um, a line. Uh, you know, by Don and I, we travel a lot together, and we're on the road a lot. And it would, on one hand, it would be really, really miserable to not enjoy the person that you're traveling with. <laughs> that much you know you're leaving your family to go travel with this person that you have to go travel with uh, you know and and fortunately our relationship is not like that i mean to the point of to the point of we'll even uh you know we get to go to some pretty cool places and we'll build in kind of some excursions let's go see this you know civil war history or you know we went to abraham lincoln's birthplace like we both have commonalities there that we like to like to uh, uh like to experience while we're also there but you know to answer your question i i i get the I, I appreciate the relationship that we have. And I always look forward to those, those uh, trips that we get to go on, but it's still kind of a, and I say this, uh, there's, there's still a level of, um, and I don't know, this is an interesting conversation too, because I don't know if it's a generational thing or not, but um, uh, you know, there's still a healthy level of respect of like hierarchy, so to speak um, hierarchy for the harky. Uh, I just, I just threw that out there. Uh, but you know, Don is still, yeah, he's my friend, but he's also still the owner and, and, and the leader quote unquote of the, of the organization too. And so there's, you know, there's still, um, there's still a healthy respect, I think for the hierarchy of, of, uh, that, 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 that takes place. And, and, you know, the, a lot of, and I'm I'm curious to know your thoughts on this too, Don. Because how often do and and everybody else, but how often do we work with organizations that pride themselves on being flat, and they take the hierarchy almost completely out of it, and we're friends, and you know you could just imagine how blurry those lines might get within an organization. Like nobody's the boss of anybody, and we're all friends. And um, you know, I I would imagine I'm kind of glad that we don't structure ourselves like that, even though we're small, we have a kind of a clear structure of, of hierarchy and what that looks like. And we all have two bosses, Diana and Don, which is, you know, I, I, I kind of kid just a little bit because we coach people not to have two bosses, but uh, in an organization like ours, I mean, there's a healthy respect, I think, and a loyalty for the hierarchy that's in place with, with Don and, and Diana um, equally from my perspective, but that's a known thing. And I, again, I don't know if that's a generational thing or not. I think that's interesting to talk about that. Yeah, I like that. And so, I mean, well, I think the important thing is you're acknowledging all the roles that you play 
And you can't pretend like you're not playing one of those roles. I've talked to leaders of companies who do desire the flat thing. And I like, I don't want to have employees. I want to be surrounded by friends. And maybe they don't even say it exactly that way. But I have talked to business owners who are just like, if you come in here, like we got to have, you got to have fun. I got to like you and we're going to be friends and don't think of me as your boss. Think of me. And it's a little bit, it's a little bit like Michael Scottish, right? In the office. Like he does that a lot. Like you don't have, we don't have coworkers. We've got friends, but you're like, like, but that person's still your boss. Like you still have that role that you play, which is just real. You just have to be real about that. And then I think you have to be realistic about like, what does that relationship work like? It goes back to the boundary side of that. It's like, you recognize, like, I care about all of you a lot. But I also recognize that you all don't play a role. You're not my family. Like we've done that podcast before. Like you're not my family wow. and you can't play that role. Wow. I wow. actually oh, that, feel wow. a little hurt. I feel a little hurt right now. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I'm going on mute now. You know I feel okay about this. Thanks for <laughs> hurrying. My <laughs> <laughs> We don't need that. Yeah. I mean, it's because we, we've talked about that. It was a good topic. We did a whole nother podcast on this idea of like, when you we say, well, like your work could be your family and all that. And we said, you know, you got to be careful about that because it goes back to what Matt said. We work with a lot of family owned business where the work is the family and the family is the work. And those are intertwined together. And it gets really complicated when you're sitting at Thanksgiving dinner and looking across at your business partner, who is also related to you. That's two yeah. different pieces that add to that a lot of complexity. And even those cultures where it's like, no, 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 here, we're all, we're, we're family. We're a family workplace, right? We're all family here. That gets sticky for me, right? I, that, that is a red flag for me because I don't want to spend Thanksgiving dinner with my coworkers. I have a family that is already complicated and messy enough. I don't bring more people into it. I don't need more family. I have a family that is dysfunctional like everyone else's let's not add more more chaos to that forget thanksgiving diana we didn't even know you got married till after you got married you know what that's i'm saying not, like that's oh, a whole you know, different that's level true. that is true yeah <laughs> so you can claim okay, we're but close but we didn't even know that happened until I it happened. during the pandemic this was not a slight i didn't invite any but no family no friends no nothing if only we had a water cooler channel that you could have announced at least what was happening and taken a selfie I did. Nope. No, not until after. No, this. no, we were we on a call and we saw your ring and we said, "Wait, Diana." <laughs> that, that was Do the you engagement. You have something you'd like to tell us? The engagement, I, I for this. sure didn't tell anyone. <laughs> like someone will see this giant ring. It's fine. Um, but the marriage, I'm pretty sure I announced it to you when I announced it to everybody else. After it was over. After it was over. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not the marriage back... they're still happily married but the ceremony <laughs> the ceremony we didn't know about that part also we love jimmy jimmy's great too so Thank we'll you. just say to throw that out there he's he was a great <laughs> fine good job but uh, you know I, I like all of these examples because people are listening i'm sure first of all i imagine at this point the listener is going like you're you haven't told me what to do yet like you've given me a wide range of examples of what all that is but i think that maybe the punchline i'm going to throw this out and see if the three of you agree with this or disagree with this is that the relationship can go as far as the roles and then both sides want it to go from a con i'll go back to the consent word although consent has a little bit of baggage to it just as a word but it's just the idea of like look if you want to if if somebody came to work at people centric for example and they said look 
I'm going to be nice. I'm going to fit in with the values of the team and I'm going to work on this, but I don't want, I don't want you to come to my house. I never want you to see my house. I don't want you to meet my family. I don't want to do all that stuff. I think, it, it, I, I think in our team, it would be a little bit different. Like it would feel a little bit different, but I think it's also, we got to be okay with that. Right. Or is that, am I off on something there? Do you think that would be like, no, 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 to come in here into this team, there's a certain amount of vulnerability we need. I think if you had somebody on the team that was, that did take that opposite stance, um, they would accidentally alienate themselves quickly. Not that they don't have that choice. You know, everybody's got choices, right? Everybody's got choices. You could choose to come into a team like this and say, I will work with you, but I will not hang out with you. I will work with you. I will do the things that you're asking me to, but I won't one necessarily like it. And two proactively ask you for more. Right. I, 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 I think, okay, you have that choice, but then you also have, we also have the choice of how welcoming we would like to be in, I, I mean, indirectly, or you can, you can say that you disagree with this or not, but we know those types of people, right. On teams, like everybody on the team's great, except for Janice. Janice just doesn't seem to plug in. Janice comes to all the mandatory team builders that we have, the forced fun that we schedule on everybody's calendar. Uh, but you'd like to think I wouldn't have to force the fun, like hopefully the type of person and, and guys, I think we do a pretty good job of vetting this. We might not say it like that, but whenever somebody's trying to come and be hired with us, that's definitely a part of the part of the conversation. Could they do the job? One, do they fit in with us? Two, like you're looking for that kind of a vibe anyway before you ever hire that person. But I still, I still think we respect everyone's boundaries around it, right? Like, I think you guys all know that I'm not going to share my life unless you ask about it most of the time. Like, it's just not something that I like throw out there a lot. I'm, I'm getting better at it. It's just not me. I just, I struggle with it. And I know that I will not hear a peep from Stephanie while she's on vacation. She checks out, checks out, not because she doesn't love us, not because she doesn't want to, but like, I won't hear a peep from her. She is off the grid. Uh, I know that while Matt's on vacation, I'm going to get a dozen pictures of the family. And I love that, right? Like maybe a video call, it, it may be a video call, right? Um, but so I think we respect each other's boundaries around it, but I do think that it is important to engage with the people at work for none other than to get more out of that. Like, I know if I am not engaging with you guys, I'm not getting enough out of it. I It's hard for me to move projects forward. It's hard for me to um, have conversations with you about hard stuff. I'm building the relationship before I need it. And all of that is part of building the relationship. And all, each of you have your own different boundaries and expectations of what that looks like. And I think that's healthy and good. But yeah, I don't know. Bethany, what were you going to yeah. say? Well, I was, it reminded me of a client that I was coaching a little while back. We'll call her Ruby. That's not her name. So we'll use that. It's a good fake name. Ruby. And Ruby was to, it reminded me whenever Matt was talking about, you know, Janice. Um, and Ruby was sort of known as just like the office, like, I don't know, like she, everybody struggled with her and just really like there was just poor relationships. And she didn't know how to talk to people like, well, and people just thought she was really grumpy and she was kind of in her office all the time, just doing her work and like, was just always so busy, you know, and, uh, and I got the opportunity to coach her for a little bit. And, and it was like, you know what, Ruby was so 
so sweet, you know? It was all the things people said about Ruby. You see why they said those things, but it was really just like she wanted to do her job and she wanted to do it really well. And she thought, if I go take time to go socialize with people, I can't get my work done. And that's really frustrating. So when people come in and up, interrupt me, I get a little bit annoyed. <laughs> and so we just kind of talked about like, hey, I totally get that. This is, you know, it's really, you know, I can admire you for your work ethic in that way. But here's the benefit and the value of just like saying hello to people when you walk into the building in the morning. I'm not asking you to be people's best friends. I'm not asking you to go hang out with them after work. It was just like, just like say hi to people as you walk past them and say, I hope you had a great weekend. Or, hey, I heard, you know, you were gonna, you were talking last Friday about your grandkids coming in. How did that go? You know, just being able to say those things to people and build those relationships. And I think it did really help her relationships with the team because it made it easier to work with her um, for both her and for the rest of the team as well. And so anyways, I just thought that was a, I just remember that example uh, between the last two things that you guys were saying. It's a, it's a great example. And in that case, you know, Ruby taking just those really small steps forward in the relationship is going to make a big impact on that team. And I think it goes back to like, how far does that relationship go? I the image I have in my room, my head is like two people standing on two opposite sides of a room. And if like neither person is willing to take any steps forward, that relationship's not going to be good. Now, how close they get depends on both people and how many steps that they take. And if one person takes all of the steps too fast, it's, it's, it's too far. It's too much. Like you take a step and you wait and then you watch the other person take a step. And I think that, that's kind of the image I have in my head, but there's value in those relationships. There's certainly, I mean, I think the one thing that we all really agree on is that when you have those relationships at work and people do trust each other and you've had some, which trust again, built through healthy conflict, We've gone to battle together. We fought through some things. We've had some really, we've built some things. We know each other a little bit. We know each other, but we've supported each other in things that are not necessarily work related. Then that translates really well in the workplace. And I mean, I, I was looking at Gallup has their Q12 study, which is a famous study. And they asked 12 questions that can predict a person's engagement levels. And one of the questions is, do you have a best friend at work? And that is not meant, that's not a little bit of language. That's saying, do you have a best friend at work? Um, that's a, that's a high bar to set, but the research shows that if you do, if you say you have a best friend, not that all of your coworkers are best friends, but if you have a best friend at work, you're much, much, much more likely to be engaged in your job, which means you're also much, much more likely to be productive, uh, to have a high level of productivity. Yeah. Don, who's your best friend at work? Uh, I think it's pretty clear. I think everybody <laughs> knows. I think everybody knows who it is. Knows it the right saying. Yeah. Everybody knows. <laughs> Everybody knows who that is. It's very, very clear. Thought I'd throw we that cast, out. You we know. should cast secret ballots and then have that as a team meeting and see how that goes. That'll be a really good idea. We'll vote on who is the best friend for everybody else in the group. That's great. Yeah, and that—that's what we recommend: is have a relationship scale and rank your people by how much people <laughs> right. like them. Yeah. On no. The team. No. No. Don't do that. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's probably a bad idea. That's probably a bad idea. Yeah. So. I, I like this topic and especially it's a good topic around Valentine's day, you know, and I think the punch, the, the punchline from this for me, and I'll come around and get all of everybody else's takeaways from this is that it's a really complex topic. It's not like, well, how far do you go in terms of the relationship? I think if you, if either side runs too far ahead of the other one, I think that's bad. 
there's some obvious lines that we didn't talk about that I don't think we need to talk about in terms of like HR that you just don't go there. Like you don't, we get, it doesn't, you don't need it to get weird, but acknowledging the roles that everybody really does play, which means all of the roles that you play, uh, I think is part of that. But really it's got to be a mutual relationship where both sides step in and step where they're comfortable and then maybe a little bit where they're uncomfortable like like your ruby example i like that a lot that doesn't mean that i have to invite you over to my house for dinner but i might just be a little bit vulnerable and tell you hey i'm having a bad day today or just say good morning to people how are you doing or sign the birthday card or whatever it is to say to say i'm, I'm glad to be on your team uh, so what are your takeaways in the conversation in terms of relationships at work well i'll say that i think I think I am the type of person that leans more towards the separate work and home, right? I'm I'm definitely, that's my natural tendency. But having done it a different way, having done it where I do engage and I do um, actually try to care, right? I'm actively caring about these people around me. <laughs> I will say it has enriched my life and it has enriched my work experience. I think in the past, sure, I became friends with people, but it was, you know, it was over the course of time and it was kind of surface level. And then sometimes we would go get a drink or something and that felt very deep. But I think um, actually engaging and actually learning the nuances of my team and the strengths of these people and the the abilities that they have and the things that they're going through, I think it just makes it makes work better because it's more humane. And I just think it it's it's turned into I don't slog through work every day. I get to talk to people I enjoy. I get to work on projects that I that I enjoy with these people that I care about. And I think it just makes life better. Yeah, I was going to say, Diana, it's probably really hard for you to separate um, work, place and friendship when we just call you all the time and are like, hey, how's it going? What's going on with you? You guys make it incredible. I don't know. Seems like you make it. We just do that a lot to you. (laughs) You do. And I love it now. But the first time I think you did it, I was like, what is happening? Right. Like, why? Why are you calling me? (laughs) What do you want? I will help you with anything. But we are not just going to like chit chat. And now I'm like, oh, Stephanie's calling. We can chit chat. But it did take a little bit for me to to get past the like, what do you need? Why are we talking thing, right? Yeah. That's good. So other other take I love I love that what you said. Just it's how we go through life. Like if we go through life and we put people in boxes and roles and we keep them separated from us, that's a safe way to go through life. That feels safer. But if we let people in a little bit just in relationships, then life just gets richer and you spend a lot of time at work. So we might as well let each other in a little bit, right? But you know, and and but you have to everybody's gotta want it a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say, I think my takeaway too is also just understanding. I mean, you just talked about boundaries too of like, I think I tend to be somebody who I do want to get to know people and I do want to create some kind of friendship on the team. Again, we don't have to be best friends, but I want to like get to know everybody. Um, but also just accepting people's boundaries that, that are at different places with that. I think you know, we've seen all kinds of different um, levels of just like being interested in being in friendships and, and just what their, what their, uh, what their acceptance of that is at work, I guess. Um, And I think you just have to like, 
not take it personally. If you are the one who's like, I want to be friends with everybody at work. Just know that somebody who maybe isn't really gung ho about that. That's okay. That doesn't mean they hate you. Don't take it personally either. <laughs> I think just know that like, take, take what you can get, I guess, and just keep showing up and being a good coworker and a good friend and, and kind of keep reaching out and, and just offering to ask how they're doing or to see how you can help them. And I think you'll build their trust and a relationship over time. Um, it might not just be as quickly as you want it to happen. So. Yeah. And I like, I like that. And don't forget the power that you yield to if your roles are different and uneven if you're the boss and I say, Hey, how about we all go out with you? Why don't you bring your whole family and let's go out for pizza sometime and do that. Recognize that the other person may not feel the power to even say no in that kind of a thing. So just to throw that out there as well, it occurred to me, Bethany, as you talked about taking those steps, like as coworkers, you both have an, you're on an equal plane on whether you want to, 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 you know, to, to hang out or to talk or do, do things. If you're the boss and I'm asking you questions about your personal life and diving into that, um, like I'll give a really good simple example, like social media early on. And Diane and I talked about this a long time ago, like with a team. And it's like, do I connect with people on Facebook? Like when I used to be on Facebook, I'm not on Facebook anymore, but do I connect with people on Facebook? And the general rule is no, I never connect with anybody on our team on social media until they connect with me. So I kind of say, it's like, no, no, no. If, if you've got, if you're, if you're the boss, then I think you've got to do a, you've got to wait and see how far everybody's willing to go. Uh, because if you push, then it can be feel like pushing, which then leads to pushing back. So yeah, that strikes me. So Matt, what are your takeaways? Uh, I, I'm going to take a, take a little bit of what Don said and a little bit of what Bethany said. And not that what Diana said wasn't valuable. I'm just not taking any of, couldn't have said it any better. So uh, Don, Don, you talked about, uh, you have to, you, you mentioned something. You said you have to kind of find out everybody's level of want to. Everybody's going to kind of, they got to kind of want to also build the relationship there. Um, but then how do I do that? Right. How, how do I then, is, do I just build the relationship off of forced participation and we are going to go to Top Golf and dang it, everybody's going to like it. We're going to do it once a month until we're friends around this place, um, which that sounds wonderful. We could do, we could do that. Uh, but Bethany mentioned something, which I think is an important part of this um, as well. Like if I'm a manager right now or, or a, 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 the owner, uh, how do I go about building the relationship to be able to create that? And Bethany just talked about, uh, you know, it's not about the forced participation or fun um, necessarily. It's about, it's about uh, trust and showing up. Um, it's about celebrating their successes with them or uh, creating value in that person. And I think if you're creating value in that person, you build this level of trust with that person over time, you're naturally kind of in a deeper relationship over time, there's there's naturally kind of a deeper relationship that's formed. I can't start at the relationship and the boom to congratulations, you're hired. We're friends now. Uh, we're attached at the hip, you and I. Uh, that's not how that works. Like it, it it's a it's a developed thing over time, and I think that process of building that starts when that employee walks in the building, uh, so to speak. And it's not because of the forced participation. It's because of trust. It's because of value. Um, it's because you continue to show up. You do kind of take an interest in, in not what have you done for me lately, but um, how are you? Um, how are things going? What do you need from me? 
Um, I think that's naturally how that relationship continues, you know, down the right path there. So if you're sitting there going, I'm a horrible relationship builder. I don't even know how to build relation. I know how to manage the process. I can manage the heck out of the scorecard in the process, but people don't always like me or we don't always, you know, how do I build the relationship? I think that's kind of that secret sauce. First, we have to see what their level of want to is, but then man, just keep showing up, celebrate wins with them, um, ask what that they need from you as their leader, work to build that trust, follow through, stuff like that. Relationship and collaboration is a ripple effect of the things that you're doing um, as their leader in, in, in the first place. And so I thought that was a good, thought that was a good takeaway. Excellent. Excellent takeaways there. Love this topic. That was fun. That was fun. Appreciate all of you. I will reveal who my best friend is in the next episode of the people centric podcast. So make sure to tune into that as always. If you got ideas, reach out. We'd love to hear from you. Appreciate all of the listeners out there. Diana, did we going to add something? No, no, just, I really want to know who your best friend is. So that'll be great. fun. That'll yeah. be fun. That'll be a good if time. It, we'll if it's not me, I quit. So this might be my Brock, last podcast. Right? I think he said Brock last time. <laughs> Brock, we're, we're pretty Brock. tight. That's yeah. Diana's dog. If anybody wants to, there's anybody's keeping up. So yeah, yeah. well, next time we'll reveal, it'll be like the Emmys. Like it'll be, a, we'll have on the split screen and everybody will be watching. And the winner is this one. The Harky goes to, that'll be what happens. It'll be fun. The Harky goes to, yeah, that's it. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Have a great time. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the People Centered Podcast. We are so grateful for you joining us every week. If you like this content, please like and subscribe. Also, feel free to share on your social media with everyone that you know. It really does help us. If you would like to contact us, I have put our information in the show notes. Please reach out anytime. We love hearing from you. We will be back next week with a new topic. Until then, be well and lead well.